Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 668-668. I'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon. We'll tell you how at the end of the program. Please let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I've got music, letters, and also a strong message from the Lord. After all, the Lord wants us to know all things. And uh, he, his judgment is uh, perfect. We just need to study his word so that we can know all things. Uh, we have a secular government that uh, tries to tell us uh, and mold us into the image and likeness of Satan. But the Lord states that he doesn't want us to be molded that way. He wants us to be in the image and likeness of Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. So right now, uh, let's go to the throne and pray that, Father, you will anoint this message, this service, that you will make it your will, that every part of this message will be your will, that will enter into the hearts of uh, unsaved and the saved, because so few people that are saved really know the entire word of God. And even though this is only going to be one hour of your word, we pray whatever it is that you're going to bestow upon us, that it will be a strengthening force in everyone's soul, in their spirit, to continue on in you for another day. For it is written that we are to walk one day at a time because we don't know whether we're going to be here later on today or tomorrow. So, Lord, uh, pour out your spirit. Block every effort of Satan to destroy this uh, message. We already hear these low-flying airplanes and people in the hallway. But, Lord, uh, anoint and block out every power of darkness Rebuke Satan, bind him, and uh, close every door to him and open every door, every small doors and every major door unto us. For I ask it in Jesus' name that souls be saved and that you're strengthened in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And everybody says amen. Amen. All right, here's Johnny Cash to sing for us Amazing Grace. Fear. 
and grace my fears relieve. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed when we Praise the Lord, Johnny Cash. Um, okay, we have some letters now. Where's the first one from? From Madeline, Colombia. All right, let's hear what they have to say. Translated from Spanish. Respected brother in Christ, Pastor Lamo, greetings to all those who are a part of such a great ministry under the direction of the Father, the signature of the Son, and the seal of the Holy Spirit. I am sincerely grateful to God and also to the Alamo Ministries for sending me the Holy Bible, the book called Messiah, as well as the documentation and the world newsletters. These have been a blessing to our evangelistic group. Together we're working for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus of Nazareth. Our group is willing to work with the Alamo Ministries in Jesus' name to give honor and glory to our Heavenly Father. With much respect, we solicit from you five Messiah books and enough materials so we can begin and finish the mission to which we have been called. You can also send the t-shirts and sweatshirts in white, size large. We thank God today for allowing us to communicate with you to enable us to carry the plan of salvation to all those who don't know the way, the truth, and the life. John 14:16. We love you in the name of Jesus Christ. May God bless you greatly. Cordially, J. Perez from Medellin, Colombia, South America. All right. Praise the Lord. Lord bless you, brothers and sisters there. And uh, we have another letter. Yes. Okay. Where, where is this one from? From Zambia, Africa. All right. Let's hear it. Dear Pastor, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor, I am a regular reader of some of your publications, and I enjoy them to the fullest as they build up my spiritual life. May the Lord Almighty bless your ministry richly. Pastor, I would like to be included on your mailing list for your publications, and I'm also asking you for a Bible as I don't have an English version. Pastor, if you continue sending me your literature, they will help me richly in some places in which I am lacking spiritually. I would also like to help distribute your publications. Pastor, I again ask for the blessing of the Almighty God to be with you, and may he grant you good health. Please pray for me. Yours in Christ, Roy Tanganyika from Zambia, Africa. All right. Lord bless you, brothers and sisters there. All right. Uh, you know, there's um, it's very hard with all the distractions in the world to discipline yourself 
to be disciplined by the word of God or the Holy Spirit. The word of God is the Holy Spirit and it is your eternal life. And if uh, you allow anything to distract you from uh, the Holy Spirit of God and your life in eternity in heaven, uh, then you will not make it. And uh, there's so many people that like to minimize that. But we, uh, it, it is in the situation where we receive benefits after we go on to be with the Lord, but we have benefits here on this earth. It, I've read quite a few of them, and uh, I'm going to read some more right now. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. So there's a lot of people that are just working very hard to go through universities to learn all the wrong things and to do all the wrong things. And that all oh, they're poor. I know so many people that are exceedingly poor that have given themselves to a higher education in this secular world. They don't have anything. And they don't know anything other than what all the other people that went through the same classes that they went to. So when you're going into these higher uh, houses of uh, education, what is that you're learning from books? You all learn the same thing, and therefore there's a uh, glut of people that know the same thing you do. People that have received college uh, degrees, they're professors, and they're starving to death. It's the same way with a lot of these rock and roll groups. They work very hard to learn how to do these uh, songs, and they go into recording sessions and spend three, six months and a year, and even two and three years, and spend a half a million to a million and a half dollars, and they never make it. The record bombs and they don't have a thing. Now they're trying to make the word bomb into something that is, it's a bomb. That means it's no good. But they've changed the meaning of everything in these last days to where people think that it's something. Now these gospel singers, they make about $500 a week, and that's all they make. You can ask them, and that's what They'll tell you, that's like poverty level. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, God is the one that gives gifts, and God is the giver of every good gift. But uh, what kind of gift are you going to receive if you do the exact opposite of what God tells you to do? But anyway, we're still reading from First uh, Corinthians. It's uh, chapter 4. Okay, and we're going to go down to verse 4. The Apostle Paul here is saying, For I know nothing by myself. There isn't anything that you can possibly know that you learn that is of any value in this world toward eternal life.
Everything you know is just waste. It's chaff. It's nothing. I don't know anything of myself. I used to think I was the smartest person on the face of the earth. But now I know nothing by myself. Yet, am I not hereby justified? But he that judgeth me is the Lord. So there's all kinds of people that want to judge you because everybody's been uh, brain damaged into believing that they know something and they know you. You see people on television judging all these different Christian works. First of all, the Bible judges them. God judges them. The Word of God, or the Bible, is God. And we look to God to judge us. Because none of you people that don't know God, you don't know anything. You, uh, now if the Apostle Paul doesn't know anything, he says, for I know nothing by myself, then who are you? What do you know? You know of all the smut that's on television, and you know all these people on television that have made you believe that they know something. And so you follow suit, and you call up, and you respect them. And I don't respect them. I don't have an ounce of respect for any of those people. Yet, the Apostle Paul, am I not hereby justified? I'm not justified, for I know nothing by myself. Yet am I not hereby justified. I'm not justified by the things I know, or but because I, I don't know anything. And I'm not justified by knowing nothing. But he that judges me is the Lord. God's going to judge you. And you think, well, I'm good. That's your judgment. But the Lord says, nobody is good. Therefore, we have to do what the Lord Jesus says to do. And only when we are in him and he is in us are we of any value whatsoever. There's no, there's one bus or one plane going to heaven and that vessel, just one vessel going to heaven and that is if we're in Jesus. If you're outside of Jesus, then you're not in the proper vessel to go to heaven. You're not on the boat. You're not on the plane. You're not in the vehicle. The vehicle, the only one that's going to be in heaven is Jesus and all those that are members of his body. And so the Lord is the one that's going to judge. He judges me. The one that judges me is the Lord, not you. I don't worry about your judgment of me uh, in heaven because you don't you aren't anything. You don't amount to anything. You don't know anything. Even Paul says, I know nothing by myself. And how much less you. You're a bum. You're a nothing. So, therefore, judge nothing before the time. Don't judge anything, you people out there. What are you judging? Uh, first of all, you're making up new laws now uh, because you're of the devil that people can't put gospel literature on people's automobiles. 
This is a new law that I understand was passed here in California. But it's going to be challenged because, you know, if it's uh, some kind of a pamphlet about, you know, get your tires cheaper down the street, that's one thing. But if it's religious, we are commanded by the Lord to publish the gospel and get it to every creature on earth. And here we put it on people's automobiles for the purpose of keeping God's commandments. Then who are you to make laws that are contrary to that? And um, so you don't know. First of all, you don't know anything. And the Bible says that we're to do that. And you're saying, no, you're not going to let us do that. Therefore, judge nothing, fellas out there and girls who think you're so smart and you're not. You're not even alive. You're dead in your sins and trespasses. Therefore, judge nothing before the time. Well, uh, the time has come when you died and you accepted the Lord, when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, the you that thought you knew something died, and you don't know anything. You come to the reality that you didn't know anything, just like I did. I thought that I was the smartest uh, person in the world. I used to see people passing out tracks, and I thought, what a dismal life. This, to me, was the biggest nightmare in the world, would be that I should be uh, become like one of those people out on the street because I thought that they had flipped, and that uh, that to me would be, if I'm going to flip, uh, let me see butterflies or something like that, but don't make me flip that way to where I become so shameful and so look so foolish in the eyes of people, because my goal in life was to show people how intelligent I was, and certainly I didn't think the people that were preaching the gospel were intelligent. I thought they were a bunch of phonies. And most of the time I still do. There's definitely people that serve the Lord, but um, there's a whole lot of them that don't preach the Bible, that uh, they say a few things that are of the Lord, and then they bring in their own doctrine, which is not of the Lord at all, because they don't want to look like a counterfeit. If you said, well, um, we have $3 bills here, we give them out to you, it's a joke, or a $4.50 bill. If you say a $5 bill and you make it look pretty real, then that's no joke, that's counterfeit. And that's what the people in the world are doing today. They're counterfeiting the gospel. And they make it sound real to you, and they make it look as real as they possibly can. But uh, we, with the word of God, we don't judge anything before the time. The time that we become born-again Christians and the time that we receive the word into us so that we are no longer judging anything. We're allowing the word of God in us to judge everything. So uh, until the Lord come, well, the Bible says uh, the kingdom of heaven comes without observation. Well, when the Lord comes into your body, then that's the Lord who comes. And then you have the Lord in you, who both will bring to light the hidden uh, things of darkness.
Well, the Lord has brought the hidden things of darkness to me, but you people that are in darkness, uh, they haven't brought, uh, been brought to your attention yet because you yourself are children of darkness and you yourselves um, are judging things uh, with your own judgment. When the Lord says, you're not, we're not to judge anything until the Lord enters into our hearts, then until the Lord comes, who is the light. And he brings uh, both, uh, he will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness. He'll let you know how wicked you were. You see all these people giving their testimonies. They say, I was so weak and full of weakness and darkness. I didn't know anything, and I thought I was so smart and everything. And then when the Lord entered into me, I knew that I was the stupidest person on the face of this earth. Because the Lord will bring uh, to light the hidden things of darkness that were in here. It will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. He'll bring it to you, and then uh, when he uh, appeared to he uh, came down in his power and his word and shut off my ears in that office in Beverly Hills, I realized that this power that's coming down upon me, this Holy Spirit that's coming down upon me, knew everything before I was even born and what I was going to do and all the evil that I did in my life. And he manifested that to me. Yeah, he made manifest the counsels of the hearts. I knew that the things that I was basing my life on and the things that I was doing and planning to do was evil and wicked and very stupid. And you really don't come to that conclusion until uh, the Lord comes into you. Uh, both uh, will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. By you reading his word, you know, oh my God, I understand the word now, and I understand how far in darkness I was. And he will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. Wow, the counsels of the heart. I was counseling to do all kinds of things. Uh, it was just my profession to mold and make things the way they are. I'm a, I was a impresario, a person that um, would take a, something that is really nothing and blow it up to all proportions, like you see the media blowing the Pope into something that he's not. And this Obama and uh, Clinton, like there's something in this other character that's running where you hardly hear him at all. He looks uh, as bad as uh, uh, Ike, who couldn't, uh, was it him that couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time? They're all stupid. They're not saved. If they were saved, they wouldn't be involved in politics. Because Jesus was never involved in politics, and neither were his uh, apostles or his prophets. They were exactly against everything that the secular world was teaching. So he makes manifest the counsels of the hearts. The, when his power comes down, you realize he's everything. Then you realize how nothing you are. 
And uh, you realize then that you should not be offended at anything that people say about you before you're saved. But the people that are in darkness are the ones that are saying all sorts of things against the people that really are aware of how evil these people are. You people in the world, you people that are in government, you're evil. You're wicked, and, uh, you know, once you get saved, well, then you'll wise up if you'll ever get saved. And then shall every man have praise of God. Once you, uh, the Lord visits you and brings uh, the light to you, then darkness is exposed. You know, you walk into a room and it's dark and you can't see anything in there. But when the light comes, you turn it on, you can see where the coffee pot is, you can see where the kitchen sink is, you can tell that there's marbles on the floor or whatever the kids have been playing with. You see the coffee table, the couch, the chairs, the dining room table, the bedrooms, you can find your way around. But, uh, so then you, when you see, and you see the light, then every man will have praise of God. Because you'll know what, where everything is and what everything is. And you'll tell people, and then God will command you. He'll praise you for the things that you're now doing right. Verse 6, And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes. So he uh, gives his testimony. He tells people, you know, I was the most wicked man on earth because I was persecuting the church. And there isn't anything more wicked that you could do than to bring false accusations against people that are carrying the gospel and to bring false accusations and to do everything that you can to make them look bad in the media. Now, the media, uh, the uh, Satan, the Bible says, would be given a mouth to speak evil things about God's people. This is your media at large. Now, there are people on the air and people that are printing matter that shows the truth. And this is why the laws of California, they've made it a situation to where you can't publish the gospel and put it on people's cars to let them know what's going on, to wake them up. So he's transferred to himself and to Apollos for your sakes, uh, that which uh, he's talking about here that you might learn in us not to think of man uh, above that which is written of them. Well, what's written about man? The Bible says, cease ye from man. Don't pay any attention to man because man has only got one breath in their nostrils. That's all you've got in your body is one breath. Well, you've got one life in there, unless you're possessed with many demons, but all you have in your body is one breath. You could have a, a million demons, and I prayed for people, Sue and I did, for this woman named Verna, we were saying, Susie was saying, 
come out of Verna, just trust the Lord. Call, call out to the Lord. Verna, say that, and there the, you could hear a crowd of people in her stomach. It was like a multitude of people talking, and one of them said, Don't call me Verna. Don't call me Verna. And she told us that uh, one time, sometimes she'd feel like Marilyn Monroe was in her, and then Abraham Lincoln, demons that uh, would answer her, and there was definitely at least a legion of demons inside of her. So um, then uh, when we know all these evil, th these things of darkness, then every man will have praise of God because then you'll be, you'll know what to do. You'll know that you're supposed to just do what the Lord says. And these things, brethren, verse 6, I have uh, in a figure transferred to myself. And uh, to Apollos, for your sake, so that you could learn by our examples, that you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written. And what's written of man? He is, uh, don't, uh, they're nothing. Uh, we're like here for a moment and gone. We're like vapors. We're like grass. Uh, we're like shadows, we fly away. Vapory, shadowy, grassy. You're nothing. Think not anything of men. For he only has one breath in his nose. He's a punk of dirt with breath in him. Above that which is written, that's what's written about him. That no one of you be puffed up for one against another. We have to... Uh, the Bible tells us how we should treat people. And uh, one of the things is we're supposed to prefer others before ourselves. But everybody is exalting themselves, and they're nothing. Everybody thinks they're some kind of a king, and they're not even born again. First, for who, for who maketh thee to differ from another? Well, you don't, uh, all we, the gifts that we have are from God. We have people that have the gift to be able to sing. We have those that have uh, musical talents, uh, and we don't. Uh, some don't. Some do, and others have the power to prophesy, and some have all these other gifts. So uh, they all come from the Lord. For who makes thee to differ? from another, and what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Did you make yourself wise, or with all this talent that God gave you, or if you don't have any talent, well then it would be primarily because God uh, knows if he gave you something, if you're not saved, first of all, you're not going to have any gift. You may have something that God gave you when you reached out to him and prayed. But then if you're not saved, the gift won't do you any good when you're standing at the judgment bar of God because there's rules and regulations that you have to keep 
in order to, and the, you hear a Joyce Meyer and people like that saying, well, we don't have to work. Jesus did it all. Uh, you could just say, Lord, save my soul. And when you say that, then uh, there's nothing that you can do. Uh, right, there's nothing that you can do to become saved because Christ did it all. But after you get saved, the Lord tells you to learn the word of God so that you learn how to serve him because we are either, either servants of God or servants of the devil. And you have to choose what you're going to be. Now, if you said the sinner's prayer and you still keep seeking the devil or the secular powers to do something for God, you're on the wrong track, buddy. You're on the wrong track. Because God doesn't want you to go on doing what you're doing. Well, he says we're to die with him on the cross. And so when we die with him on the cross, that means that we're dead to our old works, the old life that we lived before. The Bible says that we become a new creature in Christ. And uh, all things uh, are passed away and all things become new. We're new in Christ. And so when we, uh, by the free gift of God, that we come to him and say, yes, we admit that we're sinners. We've done a lot of wrong things, the Lord, and we know that that sin, all those sins are on our soul. We haven't sought you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Never done that, and we've never uh, took up the cross and followed you. We've never given our hearts unto you. Uh, we may never have pulled a trigger or stabbed somebody to death, but many of our words have stabbed people to death. And if uh, we're rebuking devils, I don't care what happens. Uh, I'm rebuking them because the Lord said to and you people that are in darkness are judging that. Man, he sounds angry. Well, the Bible says, be ye angry, but sin not. Uh, be ye angry at Satan and the evil in this world, but don't be angry at God because he tells you to take up the cross and follow him and to give up everything in this world. A lot of people from my church, they call me and say, well, brother, some people just got saved today, and um, they say they're going to come to church. Well, isn't that nice? But why don't you people remember in my church and every other church, that if you're saved, then you can't live the same life that you're living before. Now, there's people from far and wide all over in foreign countries that want to come into the church to learn the gospel and start going out into the streets like we do. Of course, that's repugnant to anybody that's still a devil to preach the gospel. Now, one of the things that I really hated when I first got saved is I wanted to go on television with Sue because she knew the gospel better than anybody that I'd ever heard in my life, and I knew she was for real. And so what I want to do is buy her television time and put her out there because I'm the type of person that never likes to be out front. Uh, I liked uh, my uh, gift out in the world was to be able to promote things and to make them happen. And I've taken one singer after another, an actor, and promoted them into uh, being uh, well-known, such as Sonny and Cher and the singer Ravon and 
others. I don't want to get into all, but I was the one that started the 20 original hits you can't buy it in the store. You got to call on the phone and started advertising records that way. 20 smash hits, oldies uh, on one uh, album for that much. That back then they called them albums. Today they call them CDs, of course. But uh, I knew how to uh, promote people, and I just, it was repugnant when Sue told me, that isn't the way you win souls, Tony. The way to win souls is to go down on the streets and preach man-to-man, face-to-face with people. Because they're going to tell, because most of the people realize that the people, most of them on television are phonies. And uh, they're not going to turn the TV on to religious uh, programming that much. Sure, after they get saved, they get one of my pieces of literature and they accept the Lord. Then they don't know where else to go because we don't have a church in Philadelphia right now. We have people there that distribute literature. And we don't have uh, churches in a lot of different towns in the world. But uh, Jesus didn't either. And either did Paul. He had uh, some churches uh, in Asia and in Rome. He had a church, and some of them had a church in Jerusalem, but not everywhere did they have churches. And so people are uh, came from far and wide to go to some of the churches that Paul had and Peter uh, had. But uh, we don't have churches everywhere. Uh, the false churches too. You see uh, Catholic cults all over the place because they run the IRS and they've got all the money in the world to do it to make themselves look bigger and better than anybody else. But folks, Jesus never had a cathedral like that, and he never carried a big choir with him, nor did he have an orchestra or a band with him. But what he did is he just went out into the streets. He was in the highways, in the byways, and on mountaintops, and by the seashore. And he'd go into towns uh, with just uh, some of the brethren, and he'd heal everybody in town. Now, you don't see this happening. Uh, You know, you hear some people uh, that get saved, but uh, different reporters had followed these people that said they got saved in some of these uh, or they got healed in some of these services, and a lot of them, and especially in Benny Hens, they said, we follow them, and the next day they're in another healing service. What's with this, Benny? Then they asked him, Benny, uh, uh, well, who's, uh, who do you think is healing them, you or God? And he says, I don't know. Um, he didn't know whether it was him or God. Uh, real healings had happened in a real church. Uh, everybody knows that it's not the preacher that's healing the people. It is God. Only God can do something like that. And uh, a lot of people just uh, are uh, using their own judgment. But, you know, we have this gift to lay hands on people and they get healed. But who made me have that gift? Or who made me different than you? The Lord did. And what hast thou uh, that thou didst not receive? I don't have anything that I didn't receive from the Lord. Now, if I received it, why dost thou glory 
as uh, if thou hadst not received it. Well, what are you boasting about? I mean, I have the gift to be able to call upon the Lord and it stops raining, or I can call and it starts raining. And uh, But <laughs> that is nothing of my own. I call on the Lord and the Lord uh, does that. I have the gift to uh, call, uh, lay hands on a person, anoint them with oil, and they receive healing. Even on the telephone, I'll pray for people and they are healed. But we don't make that the main thrust in our ministry. The main thing that uh, I like to see is people being saved, to be born again of the Spirit. But what good is it if your body is healed and your soul is lost? So I don't boast about all these different gifts that the Lord has given me. He gave me a gift to write and um, to explain the scriptures. Verse 8, Now ye are full. You are full. You now are saved and you're filled with the Spirit. Now ye are rich. You're because you're heirs and joint heirs with the Lord. You have reigned as kings, because the Lord said we, he's made us a nation of kings and priests. Uh, you learn to reign without us. And I would to God ye did reign, that uh, we also might reign with you. In other words, Paul likes to get facetious sometimes. You guys are big shots, and man, we would that you would be big shots. So we could be big shots with you. Yeah, we would that you reign and be big shots so that we also might reign and be big shots with you. For verse 9, For I think that God has set forth us, the apostles, last. But you people, the congregation, you're big shots, you're kings. But I myself, uh, Paul is saying, that wrote more than two-thirds of the Bible. Um, God has set uh, forth us, the apostles, last. I mean, we have to just be last. Just the, the flaky people that are carnal. And the, Paul, the apostle Paul said that this church is carnal. And most churches are. And most people in churches are carnal. He says, uh, you know, we people, for I think that God set forth us apostles as being the last, as it were appointed to death, as it were appointed to death. We die daily. I mean, there's just nothing that we can do but just die. For we are made a spectacle unto the world. Don't you see that? I mean, all these churches that are being persecuted for doing what God said. The Bible says that in the last days there would be seducing evil spirits that would be forbidding marriage. This is doctrines. The Lord says, of course, you dead people out there won't receive this. But the Bible, God in the Word says, this is doctrine of devils. Devils, that's what you are. 
So we are made a spectacle unto the world. Oh my God, you know, we're the worst person. We're the worst than Hitler, according to these satanic dead people. And to uh, angels, we're made a spectacle unto the world. And to angels and to men, all kinds of men say, my God, what a shameful thing. Don't you know you're in the media, you're in the press. Uh, people are calling you all kinds of names. Saying They don't even know me, and they're saying that I'm doing all these evil, wicked things that are not approved in the Bible. But they are approved in the Bible. And you people are judging spiritual matters, and you're dead. You don't have the ability or the power to judge spiritual matters. Then Paul goes on to say, verse 10, We are fools for Christ's sake. In other words, we look so foolish to unsaved people. Uh, the uh, people of the, that were of the Lord, that were witnessing and testifying on the streets, uh, in the Salvation Army, I used to see them, I thought, God, what a morbid life, don't, God, I hope I never become that crazy. But they were, they were being made fools for the sake of Christ, to bring people to Christ. People that want to be exalted and live in uh, high and mighty and uh, to uh, be, uh, do whatever you want to do, uh, have uh, fornication whenever you wanted, adultery, you think, oh man, I scored with somebody else's wife, with somebody else's husband. Ah, you know, I had sexual relationships. You'll hear women say, with another, uh, with a married man, I scored. No, what you really did is destroyed your own rotten soul, is what you did. And so you may think you scored here uh, uh, in this world, but you do have to stand judgment. Now, verse 10 says, we are fools for Christ's sake. So we become, uh, like I'm laughing at these people and uh, praying God don't let me be like them. And really, they were the smart ones. And I was the stupid one. They weren't driving around in a new Eldorado Barone Bridge Cadillac. I was. But still, if my soul would have been, if I would have died, my soul would have went right to hell. So, uh, and then I found out that God is real. He uh, revealed himself in that office in Beverly Hills, this attorney's office, to me. And then I realized, uh-oh, I'm going to have to become a fool to the world for Christ's sake. Uh-oh, the thing that I feared has come upon me. But ye are wise in Christ. We are weak. Yes, because the, the Lord says that his power is found in us when we realize that we're nothing. You people in the world that have book learning, uh, you've gone to universities and so on, and you think you're so smart. You see these women just, uh, they're in women's lib now, and they think that they can do anything they want. They refuse to let uh, God have power over them or a godly man. And you're weak, uh, and, but uh, to the world, these people that are in our ministry are wise in Christ. 
and they say, boy, the, your congregation is good, but, uh, you know, uh, they deserve better than you, Tony. And, and they say that to Paul, to the Apostle Paul. So, therefore, we become weak, but you are strong in your own will, but not strong in the Lord. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. The real people of the Lord are despised. Verse 11, even unto this present hour, we, the apostles, are both hunger and we're thirsty and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. Verse 12, and we labor working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Uh, being persecuted, we suffer it. Well, what else can we do? We're living around a bunch of wolves. We're like lambs among wolves. And we don't strike back like I used to before I was saved. Nobody would say the things about me that they say today before I was saved because I would send somebody over to visit them. But now we suffer it. Uh, being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we suffer it. Verse 13, being defamed. In other words, people saying all kinds of dirty, filthy lies about you. We entreat, we tell them, look, this isn't true. Uh, here, you know, why would I do this? I own a Beatles album. I wouldn't put up with this uh, type of a lie for love nor money. I'd sell my Beatles album. I've been offered millions for it. We are made as the filth of the world. Man, they've accused me and the Apostle Paul and Jesus of more evil than what Hitler did and what the Pope did. The Pope is the filthy uh, person of the world, but we, uh, they turn that around, the media, the government, and the uh, Pope, the false prophet, being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the off-scouring of all things unto this very day. Verse 14, I write not uh, these things to shame you. Oh, we would never shame you and highly intelligent people. But as my beloved sons, I warn you, don't fall into that stuff. Verse 15, for though ye have 10,000 uh, instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many uh, fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. I have preached the gospel to you, and you believed what I said, and therefore you're saved now. So no matter how many people teach you something, I'm, Paul says, I'm the one that led you to the Lord. And you're not going to have anybody else do that for you because I already did it. And I must have been of the Lord or you wouldn't even be saved or be hanging around me. Well, I see my time is up. And so we need to pray now.
Now, you're getting stronger, those of you that are listening to me for instructions in the Lord, and those of you that are just trying to find fault in my teaching, but it couldn't be any fault in it because it's what the Lord says. And God is the judge. So those of you that want to have a good eternity, say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that God raised Jesus, that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is written. Therefore, I am calling upon you, Lord, and I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord, and give him all the glory, and share and tell our listening audience how they can receive free of charge, and even in postage and handling, this program number 668. Please tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in again tomorrow for another straight as an arrow uh, instruction on how to uh, keep going into eternal life. And um, you'll be very happy at the end that you did. Now, uh, we have to keep going onward. It's onward, Christian soldiers. That means learning how to get there. That's what I'm teaching, is how to get where. So we, here I am to sing for you, onward, Christian soldiers, and Janie Fricky and uh, CC Couch and others are singing along with me. National attention has been focused on banner headlines proclaiming Christians are being kidnapped, tortured, committed to mental institutions, accused of brainwashing and mind control. Arise, Christian America. The King is coming. Hold fast. The day of the Lord is here. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the royal master leads against the Oh
true.